Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, this is episode 345. Who needs the sun? Who needs it? Yeah, really. Yeah, get the heck out of here. All right, uh, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Um, did nothing but work, Discord, Ranch, repeat. <laughs> no fly. Um, yeah, I know. I've been so stupid busy with work here lately. Um, I'm actually trying to buckle down so I can get repairs done on the Jeep, get shit off my bench, um, and it's only going to get worse because before you know it, Halloween's going to be passed, and then it's going to be close to the holidays and all that shit. I'm trying to get in on things. Uh, I worked like crazy all week. Um, Ended up being on Discord. It was a good group of guys that showed up. Um, Steve Shaw from sunny, oh, not sunny South Florida. Um, not this week. Yeah. Treasure. Is there treasure on the coast anymore? I mean, is that already blown away? There's uh, nothing. Don't even come down here. <laughs> no treasure. There's no sun. Stay where you are. Dollar ruse. Oh, shit. But yeah, he, he came on bullshitted for a little bit. Of course, uh, he started off the night with some trouble on, you know, he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't hear us, but we could hear him. Um, kind of the usual thing on Discord with him. I uh, said he was going to get like four or five helis flying by last weekend. Um, I, I don't know if that happened. I did that. <laughs> I can uh, tell you the story when it gets to my turn. <laughs> but um, no, I ended up doing some wrenching on the 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 Krakow 580 Nitro and. The carb was El Dirte. I ended up uh, soaking it in uh, uh, some sea foam and then hit it with some carb cleaner and just nothing but like little granulates of just black stuff come out of it. So it's like, ooh, she was dirty. So had that sitting in a bowl for about a night. Um, got that cleaned out eventually. Um, but I also determined that instead of using the traditional RPM sensor that I ended up getting, which I ended up getting the X-Guard, um, Augie's uh, RPM sensor determined the placement of it's not really going to be ideal because it's a little too far from the actual magnets on on the fan. So I went ahead and put in the shopping. There's not enough room and I don't have the carbon piece that goes in that space to bring it closer. Um, I I think the previous owner was using a backplate sensor and that's what I'm going to end up going with is get the X-Guard backplate sensor just to be done with it. It looks like an easier setup, to be honest. Um, it's just less wires way up front. I don't know. Magnets, magnets don't fail. True. I, mean, I don't true. know about his backplate sensor. I know the Spectrum ones had a tendency to, like, um, they'll, like, move or back out. and it'll... Right. And I've never had to use one, so I actually had to bounce a few questions off of Keith. And, you know, he's been I, – I do believe he's been using his as well, so – um, he says he's never had any issues with it, so it's like okay, I'll I'll try it. I'll take your word for it. I mean, Keith really hasn't set me wrong as far as any advice he's ever given me. So, um, so I've got that in the shopping cart, and of course, uh, 
I was talking with uh, McGrady today and uh, squeezing his mind as far as uh, batteries he's running. And I'm going to do the McGrady route. Uh, Team Z's for me. So okay. batteries. For what battery? For uh, what are you telling me? Uh, as far as uh, Amazon batteries, I'm going to end up using Amazon batteries for what the though? 700. Uh, you're talking about the 580 Nitro, so I don't know what you... Uh, okay. uh, for the for the Drake 700. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got to get all new batteries for it, and I decided to go a cheaper route with batteries. Um, yeah. uh, give them a try. See see what what's the worst that can happen. Lose 70 bucks and, you know, lose a battery. Yeah. Hell, I already lost the helicopter. <laughs> I mean, I got to fix it now, but yeah. Um, and that's something I'm going to be actually doing later on tonight is uh, do a little bit more evaluation, make sure there ain't anything missing off my parts list that I need to go ahead and order. So um, I actually got to move the wreckage onto my bench. So I've actually done something with it. It moved from the living room to my bench and that's where that's as far as I made with that. <clears throat> so just trying to get a few things going before I got a fun fly coming up in like a couple weeks. Uh, so I've been trying to get ahead on that get some things rolling. I know I've kind of taken a couple weeks and just chilled because uh, had other things going on, other priorities and other things, you know, pretty much using my time. So uh, that's where I'm at. Cool. All right. Let's go next. I'll go next. If that's all right with you, Steve. I'll go right ahead, please. Yeah. So uh, I got a chance to get a couple of things moving on, uh, on the on the bench this week, I got a chance to put together some of the planes I shipped down. Nice. The Park Zone Sequoia, nice. I got that together. Got the FMS SBOC together and fixed a couple other things here and there. And I went flying on Sunday. We were off Monday for Rosh Hashanah. Uh, and so I went flying Sunday. And I went with Mr. Shaw and I brought the Shrike. I had that, I had that ready to fly and I brought my 300 and my Oxy five. And I tell you, it's funny. You get to the field and the guys that see you as a helicopter pilot, primarily when, when they see you with an airplane in your hand, they're like, Oh, what the hell? Oh, Oh, I thought something happened. Like now you're flying airplanes. It's like, dude, can I fly both? Is that such a, do I have to pick a team? Like, do I have to, can I just fly both if I want to? Um, <laughs> right it's just weird man well i think they think that you can't or something right like i don't, I don't know. know the one guy was like well I, I thought that that was it you were done with helicopters and i'm like Fuck, you, you showed up during my flight and just saw me carrying it back from the flight line like <laughs> and that was it i was done with helico- i don't know <laughs> it's right. funny yeah so i got a, f- a few flights in the oxy five um i flew that extra once or twice i had a i had a <laughs> Not a bumpy landing, but I went off the runway and it flipped over and I was like, oh, I can't leave it like that. And and everybody's like, no, that's not like you. So I went up again and I just landed. I, I can land that thing pretty good. That's a really nice plane, even without the the extra assist from the receiver, you know, and all that shit. Yeah. And, and then I flew the Shrike like a couple of times. That thing's that man, dude, I ripped the elevator off to ship it to florida like just i took my time and i kind of cut it out with the razor blade but it, it was glued in pretty good but i went under the the two sections that were you know there originally um you know before they got glued together and tried to like do the best i could to you know stay with to that original form that they they each had so i glued that back in with that glue that i mentioned last week 
and uh, put the wings in and flew it. And I, I do. It's a hand launch, and I threw it. It's like a warm liner, and you know whatever you guys want to call it. It's pretty much a decent glider, but I launched it like three quarters throttle, and it just took off in a straight line, even with all the whatever I did to it, not trimming nothing out. It, Really? And then and then I trimmed it a little bit, uh, but dude, I was freaking searching for thermals with that thing and having a ball with that. That thing slows down and just keeps going. Like it's such a good plane. I mean, and I noticed that the when I bought it, the price was one thirty nine. That was a couple of years ago, and now the price is like one sixty nine from Motion RC. It's, it's still so worth it because just for the fact that the it's it's a great plane that, to fly. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's it's different. It's not acrobatic too much, but, you know, searching for the thermals is cool. And just the way, you know, you got one rod in the middle that you pull out and the wings pop in and, and no connections or anything that you have to make. Everything seats in and you slide the rod back in and you're done. It's it's ready to go. Such a cool, like, plane. Uh, yeah, so I had a good time. And Mr. Shaw showed up and he had two helicopters, but neither one of them could actually fly because huh? there was no... There was no, <laughs> I love the look I get from you, Steve. <laughs> there was no freaking, nothing past like the uh, swash plate. There was no, there might have been a head on one of them. I don't know. Wait, wait, he just brought to the field unfinished models? Like, yeah. Did he work on them? No. He just, wait, so why did he bring them? Like, I don't understand. Might as well just take a picture of, like, here, here's a model I didn't finish. <laughs> I mean, like, why bring oh, it to the shit. field? Well, he had a question about his cyclic servos. They were making noise, and I was like, shit, dude, I'd just fly him. You're going to be on him. So, like, okay. like, when they're in their, like, I don't know, mid-stick position, they were they were humming a little bit, and the other one didn't hum at all. And I said, I said, I don't know, dude, I would, you know, I, you're going to be flying him. They're never going to be in, like, one spot, really, for too long, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I told him I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't even know if mine did that, you know, because they're never... I go, I check it before I take it off and here, you know. Oh, but the Oxy 5, remember that problem I had at um, in Miami where I booted it up just that one time and the, like, the hobby wing had the red oh, light on yeah, the side yeah, of it? Yeah. That happened again yeah. this weekend. And what I did was I reached in and unplugged the, the, the backup pack, the capacitor pack, booted up regularly and just like waited a second or two and then plugged the capacitor pack in and there was no problem. It was fine. And it booted up fine. Yeah. It must be some, that ESC must see something on that. I don't know. Cause it's gotta be coming across. It exactly. can't be coming from the, the Neo it's through the Neo, but I don't know. Maybe the ESC doesn't like the fact that there's uh it's drawing a lot of voltage maybe at first. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe next time I'll try leaving it plugged in. Well, I did that in Miami where I left it plugged in for a while. Uh, thinking the pack had to like fill up, you know, and then go from there. I don't know, but whatever, it works. And uh, I'm still, um, I'm still waiting to fly that. I'm gonna, I can't wait to fly Sequoia again because that was like the beater. I loved flying that thing. That'll be a lot of fun. At the, I got to go through my batteries though, man. Batteries that I have for these planes are starting to puff and like yeah, look nasty. <laughs> I don't know which batteries go with which plane anymore. I used to be able to like, oh yeah, that's that's that one and that's this one. And, but it's been so long. Like I know the SBOC was 4S and I know the Sequoia was 3S, but then I changed that Sequoia to a 4S. So I gotta, I think I'm. It's coming down to I just gotta like fillet the batteries and. <laughs> And just get new ones, you know? Yeah. 
or maybe maybe this hurricane that's coming, I'll just leave them all outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> let him let him fizzle. But it was good to see Steve. We got some rain on Sunday, like halfway through the day, so we kind of called things early. And uh, yeah, I was like, dude, carpe diem, man. Got to freaking get out here, get some flights in. You never know, and get it done, man. So, uh, what have you been working on, Steve? What have you been up to this week? Uh, so I got to take a no fly. Um, except for uh, I did do a little hover in my backyard. Um, I I kind of <laughs> I like hovering. You know, like I don't I don't fly anything bigger than my Ski or M2 or Logo 200 or you know, I I did used to fly my Fireball in my backyard once in a while, but nothing bigger than that. Um, it's just weird when you're hovering something bigger than that in my backyard. It's such a small space. Yeah. Like, all I could do is pitch pumps and it's like. I pitch pumps like you know, basically above the tree, line, and then like right back down. I don't want to dare do anything because if I get past the tree line, now I'm like fucked up on perspective, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, um, kind of rewinding. I did do some wrenching. I got the. I finally got my Kraken 580 Nitro working again. Okay. Uh, if folks recall, the issue was that um, every time I started it up, it would run on idle. As soon as I get out of idle, it would just fall. I could <laughs> never get it past idle. <laughs> um yeah hashtag dirty carbs but my carb was a little bit different than your carb and my carb was not dirty in the sense of like there's physical you know grime or dirt inside that's like coming out of it when you try to clean it um, right. i've already tried cleaning the carb but i think what happened is i tried cleaning the carb last time i think i might have gotten a little bit of debris in there or i got a little bit of felt from pickup the fuel pickup. I'm not sure if that's really it, or I think I might have just gotten like a little bit of fibers of paper towel when I was trying to clean the carb last time in there. Because I took the whole thing apart, the whole carb apart, took the barrel out and everything. Like, I didn't take the low needle out or anything like that, but I took all the needles out, took the, you know, the regulator out and the regulator. Look at the regulator, and, you know, I take everything else out and I put in alcohol and, you know, it's not dirty. No, there's no dirt coming out of me. The regulator, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, take the regular part, you know, you can blow in through that nipple and you push that little thing and you push it in, it opens up. And I'm like, I'm pushing and I'm like, why can't I blow through? Something clogged in it. And yeah, I take the nipple off the regulator and yeah, sure enough, there's like a couple little, like a, it's like a, I thought maybe it was a piece of paper towel or maybe like a couple like fibers. Like fabric. The, yeah. Yeah, almost like fabric. <clears throat> maybe like some fibers that came out of the, um, maybe the filter. I don't know the clunk filter. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if that does happen or not. Hmm. But I was like, I mean, I did recall taking this in part, cleaning and dousing it with alcohol and using a paper towel to clean it, you know, to dry it off. So yeah, I, I might have gotten a little piece. But once I took the nipple apart, took that piece out, blew it out, put it back together, that the regulator worked like it's supposed to. I put it together, primed the engine, and started it up, and it starts right up. Damn. Starts right up, and I'm like, but that's not the. It always started before. <laughs> but the test was, will it get out of idle? And yeah, sure enough, I you know come out of bank hold, um, motor on, motor you know, go right into it, and yeah, uh, I was hovering in the backyard, you know, um, yeah, it looked good. It uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to fly that helicopter again because it's been such a long time and. Nice. I think pretty much the whole summer I've I've had I have not flown the helicopter really. Oh yeah, since spring flame because that's when I blew up the motor. 
<laughs> I haven't really been flying. Oh, I was about to ask. Oh, right. I don't think you've been flying it at all. Yeah, I've been flying, you know, obviously the 700s and stuff, but for nitros. But yeah, so I'm excited that this is back in my fleet, flying, ready for fall mode down this weekend. So, um, yeah. So beyond that, I did, like I said, hover that in the backyard. But beyond that, um, I did do some soldering. Nice. I, I want to test out something for the 420. And Andy hinted about it. He's doing the same type of test. But he's, uh, you know, um, but we've been talking about it. And I've been wanting to test the 5S pack as well. Um, the Maniacs 5X pack I got was way too big. Wouldn't even fit in the airframe. I mean, I could, I could make it fit, but I didn't want to. So I was like. I'm not going to waste it, uh, an attempt on the tray and getting it all mounted and stuff. It's not going well. But um, I did buy some, I'm just going to say another brand, batteries, um, to test out. And it's not like, I can't find any batteries in this size that I wanted. I wanted basically a 5S 2600 to 3000. Didn't really find anything that would fit and that would uh, work in that helicopter, even from any brand. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, Hobby King. I went, I went everywhere looking, Amazon, Hobby King, everywhere. And um, I was able to find some quad batteries, 5S, 1300 quad batteries. Oh, wow. But they're that short stubby pack. And I was like, oh, well, I can just take two of these and put them together and make myself a little thick pack, but not doing it in series, but doing it in parallel. So I can get 2600 milliamp hours instead of increasing the voltage or anything like that by running in the series. So... Yeah, so I got some wire from Amazon and some, you know, 12-gauge uh, silicon wire. And then, uh, yeah, I wired up some XT60s to work with the um, the Goblin 420 tray. And I just got it fitted into the heli, and it does fit with all that extra wires and, you know, connectors and shit. But, um, yeah, it does fit in the heli, and wow. it, it balances well. Like, it balances just like having my 6S2700. Um, obviously, it's a little bit lighter. Um, yeah. I can't wait to try it. So, but yeah, that's really it for me. I haven't done anything else. Uh, I've looked at my helicopters in the and on the wall and and, and uh, said, okay, I need to work on that one and that one and that one. And it said, turned around and I went and did something else. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. Um, and where's Andy, huh? Andy's out bagging corn. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He said Playing the corn in a field at night, huh? He said the rain is coming, so I have to work on something. And I don't know whether that means he's individually wrapping the corn stalks so they don't get wet, or if he's actually harvesting them before the rain gets there. Or if he's just, like, had enough. Right. Or he's just chilling in the combine and eating popcorn. Maybe. I doubt that. I don't, I don't see him chilling in the combine after being in it for 10 hours a day or whatever it is. And I don't see him eating popcorn either. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a popcorn Unless guy. it's caramel popcorn. Maybe caramel popcorn. I can see him. You know, like the one with peanuts and stuff in it, you know. I can see him eating those toffee. stacks, but that's it. Stacks, yeah. Lay stacks, you know. He loves the snacks. I still haven't yep. tried those. Me either. And I walk I, by him I, I again. Did... <laughs> Every time I walk by him in the store, I hear Andy going, why would you not pick those up? Why would you not do that? But I, I, and you know what? So, somewhat the same. I don't have him saying that, but I look at him like, I should try those. Because I'm like. Fucking container looks so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, I don't know. I should eat this shit anyways. Eh. Might be the best thing on the planet, but that container looks stupid. You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess let's go right go into the main topic. All right. Yeah, let's do this. 
Okay, who needs the sun? What are we talking about? What do you mean? We need the sun. The sun powers. The sun is great. The sun gives us all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like we need chlorophyll or anything. Sometimes I wish I had chloroform. <laughs> yeah, chloroform would be useful with the sun, but chlorophyll? I mean, are you trying to... I don't even want to go there. So, anyways... So, so we're not plants? Do we need the yeah, sun? What yeah, we about? we're not plants, right? We, we're not green. Or green might be nope. um, but yeah, no, we, we don't need the sun, right? What are we talking about? We don't need the sun to fly. Oh, to fly. We, we, got, we got technology. Yeah. Form of night blades, right? We could talk about that first. We got LEDs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an aircraft, man. It's the main... Uh, well, not the main component, but I mean, for for lighting on the aircraft, man, if it wasn't for LEDs, definitely, I don't think we'd have, we'd have like one incandescent bulb in the middle or some shit. Well, let's let's talk about that because there was a predecessor to LEDs for night flying. On the um, tip? On the, on, you're talking about helicopter blades? Well, blades, I think, have always been LEDs. I want to, yeah, I think blades have always been, not, but not LEDs on the, the airframe. Okay. Yeah, I remember back in the day, I used to see a lot of glow wire. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Tracing out the frame or the canopy design or some type of, you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of glow wire back in the day. And this was before my time. This is like, you know, me looking through magazines and things in the past, you know? Yeah. But the main thing is uh, night blades, I think, right? Like, that's that's the majority of, of... True night flying, right? With no, no, we're not talking about spotlights or light towers. We're talking about no lights at all. Um, you, the bare minimum, you need some, you know, main blades, tail blades on a helicopter. Yeah, and on a plane, it's like, I don't know, you could, as long as you're not weighing it down too much, you can put as many lights as you want on it. I know right. I've done it. Yep. So, so let's just keep it the helicopters and the main blades um, and the night blades set up. Um, obviously, we have the LED blades, and we also have, like, the magic blades, right? The ones that you can picture the blades. Yeah. Which is cool, um, but I find it very, I mean, in my opinion, they're just very gimmicky. It's, um, you do it to put up, like, a picture or a phrase or something. Well, what I thought was cool with that was when uh, Dan from the Heliheads was talking about going to Flight Fest for the first time, and he was talking about using those blades. He was like, yeah, I, I kind of googled their logo and i got a copy of yeah. it and i i you know saved it to the night blades and he was flying right. those at night which you know they must have freaked out when they saw that stuff you know and which which thing. i thought was really cool yeah it's really cool for someone who's never seen it before but it like a, you know what i'm saying like it's kind of gimmicky after you yeah it yeah twice it's like okay cool you can put whatever picture you want and cool look yeah you're, you're not using those at a like a fun fly yeah, or something. and you're not using it to like like show off like or your flight. You're using it to show off the blades, right? Like yeah. so, you just do TikToks, like or you yeah. just do something yeah. where like you're flipping and you can see it, you know. Um, you know, think about it as like you know Kyle Stacy or you know I don't know Nick Maxwell, and they're like bah, 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 smacking you around like with the blades. You're not really gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, you won't yeah. see anything. It'd just be a blur. Uh, it would still look cool. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, so, but then you have the, the regular night blades where you have, like, you know, three or three lights on top, three lights on the bottom or something like that, different color lights. And I think I think that's kind of the bare minimum you need. Um, but I think you also need something on a helicopter, right? Like, you know, sure, you have your, your tail blades and your main blades, but, you know, in between. Um, 
you know, and this is where I think people either used to use glow wire, then to glow sticks, and then yeah. I think to the LEDs. I've heard the glow sticks too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like glow sticks are making more of a comeback these days um, with more of the folks that are getting to night flying with night blades, you know, now than, than before. Because I don't know, Kevin, when you and I first started flying helicopters, say, like, you know, maybe three or four years ago, five years ago, whatever it is, um, going to Ryber's event, it was always LEDs, LEDs, LEDs. Like, the, yeah. you know, helicopters are always fully lit up with LEDs in the canopy, boom, and the blades, you know, obviously in the tail blades. Um, yeah, to the point where there was like, we, you had uh, guys running Arduino sketches or whatnot and doing stuff. Like I remember seeing Old Man 3D's Goblin all lit well, up. Yeah, because he had um, uh, what's his name system, the uh, Delcon system from uh, yeah. Bobby Watts. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I know um, Ben Storick had that yeah, setup the one, that the we one saw. He had, he had that setup that him and his dad or his dad programmed for him and stuff, which was awesome. Yeah. And I don't think he, I think it's just like an Adreno-based setup that he... Yeah, that was something his uh, dad, like, hard-programmed. Yeah, Satinder, too, Specifically. Right? Yeah. Satinder has a heli that's all um, Adreno-based setup with LEDs and mappings and stuff, you know, that he did set up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he even did the custom blades for it. He ran the LEDs himself on, on his blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... All that is like the copper tape and just a series of yeah i used to make them for uh um oxy threes the 285 millimeter blades i used to make uh and 255s i used to make night blades myself i'm uh, painting the butt but you know they're cool to have night blades on such a small heli <laughs> yeah Absolutely. and ross cooper smith had a had a set yeah. that he was working that? on that was um i think programmable on the blades wasn't it yeah, but Something not only like that? that like you, it was like you didn't have just like three or four you had like an array of of like yeah. 10, 10 LEDs going around, something like that. You can make them like spiral out and stuff. I think. You know? Yeah. What what, what what happened to it? Was like night magic or magic? Yeah, right. Night magic, something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know if you ever got proper funding for it, I'd have kicked off. But yeah, I mean, so that's that's you know the traditional setup. I think right nowadays is night blades with either your glow sticks or LEDs on your heli and. And I think that's a great way to fly a helicopter, um, especially at like that that like past golden hour where like the sun's already down and you really can't see the helicopter without some type of you know lighting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and it gives you that extra like I don't know. Even if you just had night blades and it was dusk or a little bit past dusk, like you can still fly a helicopter with just the, the blades and you know, be able to see the rest of the heli enough, right? Um, and then, and then what about, I guess, for airplanes? Um, I think LEDs is, like you're saying, is game changer for, for airplanes, right? Um, yeah, I've done a lot of that shit. Yeah, there's multiple ways of doing it as well, right? Like, you have your traditional, I'm just going to tape a whole bunch of LEDs on the outside, right? You know? Right. And then you can inverse that and say, okay, well, I'm flying a foam or balsa kit. I'm going to throw the lights inside and have them shine out, you know? Yeah. Shine inwards and, and it'll glow to you know foam board or whatever your airplane's made out of, right? So yeah, the flight way. test planes were great for that. Like the flight mm-hmm. test yep. uh, FT Versa wing. Yep. That thing yeah. was great for that. Yeah, you put it right on that um right on, on the, the spar. The spar, yeah. 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 It's perfect. And you and had like even sequences, didn't you? Yeah, I had programmed sequences that I kind of it was a little overkill what I had done, but uh, yeah. yeah, I just took some of the um, the cheap hobby wing. LEDs that are like three sections 
And because it was 12 volts, I had to use some, I just used transistors or something, whatever I had to yeah. sequence them. But programming was pretty cool. I had a couple of really cool sequences, like five different patterns, I think. That was kind of before they came out with the, the like the, the, the radiant and that kind of programmable array yeah. that they had. But it's probably a little bit before the NeoPixels or the NeoPixels had just come out like the next year where, you know, one LED could do any color. You know, any right the any, RGB LEDs and stuff now. Yeah, they could do any color. You could turn whatever one on in whatever, you know, wherever it was in the sequence. You could turn just that one particular one on, which I haven't messed with that. I've I've kind of messed with the factory, like sequencing that the radiant had, and put that in other things like that blue foe that RA cores has, which that thing looks great flying around. I love that thing. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of um, yeah. I, I liked I liked messing with I like to like custom doing custom silly shit with the planes. I couldn't I couldn't get the planes slow enough though because I always wanted like the Steven Spielberg like you know close encounters like looking thing flying around. Uh, yeah. Which they flew fast, but I always wanted it to be like slower where you know you could see all the craziness going on as right. it flew around. I liked. Uh, one of the ones we saw at Flight Fest was, um, was that Lane's Planes that had that big cow? Um, yeah, the uh, mad cow. The, that thing was really cool all lit up at night. What is it called? It's it like Norman? Norman? Yeah. Yeah, Giant Norman or something. Giant Norman or Raging Norman or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I missed those. Yeah, that was, that was like, that was something you look at and you're like, there's no way this thing's flying. The fuselage was so huge. It looked yeah. like a kid's toy, but it was it was enormous, ginormous. Yeah. And it flew. It flew well. But it flew, yeah. That stuff felt great, you know. And that's something I never tried. Was like one of his super yeah. fast planes with the LEDs yeah, so in it. Yeah, Night Flyer. Yeah, the thirty-five yeah. inch Cuda Night Flyer kit. Yeah. Yep. That would. Uh, that's too fast. I don't know. At night, I get a little bit like you know if. I don't need to go that quick, right? I don't need to go that fast at night. Yeah. 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 But I've never tried the helis with the night blades. I should, I should do that, man. Can't at some point. Never tried that. No. Gonna, I've gonna, seen you do it, uh, fly a few times. Um, you know, the first couple times I think you tried that at the Mowdown or or Spring Fling up in Fredericksburg. There, remember off the back was one of your first times trying. The first time I saw you flying. The first time I probably did it was probably at Polda, um, during one of Mike's night events, I think, or it might have been at a fun fly. I don't know. The first time I ever did it in front of people like. You know, not competed, but like did like a demo was at at um at Ryberts. At Ryberts, yeah. But I don't know. I felt like after you had a good observation though from that, you were like, yeah, flying's great and all, and you can really see things kind of better than sometimes you can see the disc a lot better. Yeah, but disc, coming yeah. into land, you really can't see the ground. <laughs> yeah, until the last minute where you didn't yeah. lights yeah reflect off it. But um, I think one of the um of the interesting parts about like night flying or one of the things that I, I guess it's just an observation that I've noticed is that like one you know when we first got into the hobby night flying was kind of like all I saw was night blades and LED leads. um but then soon after like I stopped seeing people fly night night rigged setup instead I've been seeing you know you go to Fredericksburg and they got light towers and they just fly at night yeah and this is and this is the first time I've seen you know uh, Fredericksburg's event, I think, yeah, Fredericksburg, uh, I think Spring Fling or Fall Mowdown were the first events that I've seen 
light towers at night flying. And, you know, it blew my mind. It looked so cool. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about it's night and you're flying this helicopter at Mach 2 around these hurricanes, you know. Right. The helicopter just disappeared in the backfield and then it comes back out and it's just like, like holy crap, it's amazing. Um, so what do you guys think about that? And I guess we can kind of loop in spotlights as well because, you know, those are the predecessors to light towers and, and in my opinion, far superior than light towers. I, I actually prefer spotlights. I flew under the lights a few times. Uh, Fredericksburg uh, once off the back there and, and I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. It was actually, for me, I thought it was actually easier to see the helicopter. Uh, I don't know why that is. I I think it's just the way you, you can see, see the, the blades better. Yeah, yeah, you see the disc because at night you can see an actual disc. In daytime, you see it reflect a little bit here and there, but no, night you see a full a full disc. Yeah, that um, was cool. I mean, yeah. I I, w- I should have flew more, but uh, well, if you've never flown at night, yeah, yeah, don't try here. What do you say or <laughs> something like that? If you haven't flown at night, don't fly at night. Yeah, that's where we heard that term. Uh huh. Uh, that was yeah. pretty funny. By a planker. Yeah. I, I I flew under the night lights uh, my at my first fun fly that I ever went to, and I've been I've been hooked ever since to night flying, and it's like uh, especially like the wintertime events, you know, like um, like Council Bluffs, uh, and then of course uh, you know like the Winter Bash and all that stuff. I mean, night flying has really drawn my interest over the years, and when I went to uh, the winter bash for the first time i'd never flown under spotlights and to be honest i actually kind of like that better i mean with the construction lights i i don't know you don't really get 100 percent of the contrast of the the heli itself um just due to there's like multiple um you know lights on each tower and some do cast shadows and stuff but oh yeah the spotlights you you as long as you got two or more people that you know you can trust with those spotlights, uh, you can see 100% of the heli as you're flying, as long as they can keep up with you. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so my first time flying the light towers, I think it was in South Jersey. And, you know, I, I may or may not have had some adult beverages, and I may hmm. may not have hovered it, did one flip, and then landed a helicopter and say I should not be flying. And... Huh? <laughs> Um, but that was my, my first experience. Um, and and the, the, the thing that, that scared me or told me to land, it was not really that I had adult beverages, is that um, the lights fuck with my eyes. They mess up my eyes for some reason. I think it's the refresh rate of the, the halogen bulbs or whatever, how they yeah, that could emit be. light. Um, I get this weird strobing effect on helicopters. And it's not like strobing, like, but it's like, holy shit, it's in my face already, and I'm scared, you know, like. So, so I, I, I tend not to fly at night, but more recently, I've been flying at night a lot. Um, so flying in the daytime is fun. See the helicopter, you can see everything, but flying at night, you can see the helicopter way better, in my opinion. The air is usually less windy and more calm and cooler, obviously. Um, True, yeah. And which makes the helicopter just fly differently and better. It's the air density, I guess, and whatnot. There's some, I'm sure there's a whole big scientific term that Andy would be like, you should have said this or that. But, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, the air density is in this denser air. You know, the blades bite better and the motors run better and everything runs cooler. So, like, I just kind of prefer flying at night, but I don't like flying in front of a lot of people. 
So usually if you see me flying at night, well, you're on that third shift with me then because that's usually when I fly at night. It's usually, you know, 1 or 2 p.m. on. So. Um, but I do like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I you know, it's sometimes I like, like I said, I like it sometimes more than flying in the daytime because of all those settings, you know, like especially these days, it's been you know, coming towards the end of summer. It's starting to cool down now or coming towards fall. But, you know, it's been super hot at these events, you know, like during the daytime, just super hot that like, I just don't want to stand out there, you know, sweating, just standing there. Like I'm standing there twiddling my thumbs and I'm sweating. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. like I'm not working out. Why am I sweating? Like, you know, but like I love flying at night for those things. Um, I find myself like, you know, I, I, I like one light tower just so I can see the general area, but on the helicopter, since I fly in the air and I don't fly that low, I, I just like spotlights. Like spotlights, I think it's way better. I think it's way safer. Um, you know, like you're saying, there's no, there's no shadows that, that light towers can cast with multiple lights hitting near heli at the one time, you know, in different angles. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just everything about it is cool. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we got to get you, Kevin, on some Nightblade setup and, and fine. Yeah, I almost got a pair for the Oxy 5, but uh, I don't know. Every I, I look at them every now and then. I think Cricky was selling a pair a couple of years ago. I almost bought from him. Just, um, I don't know. Just, uh, I got to try that one fun fly, yeah. you know? I'm I'm thinking about it, you know. I've been seeing Lamont fly his setup. Um, I think it's just a raw that he just kind of puts some glow sticks on it. He puts throws some night blades on it and calls it done. Like that's all he needs. And then he's been flying it. He's been letting a lot of people fly it at these events and stuff. Um, and you know what? I it's think fun. It's cool. It looks good, you know. I think I did fly. Uh, I know I held the spotlight and tracked uh, somebody flying. I don't know if I actually flew that way. You know, where it's just have to try it. Two try guys it. out with spotlight. I think I did, but you like you were saying, sometimes there's adult beverages involved and I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't be flying, but uh <laughs> yeah. I try not to fly if I'm like like that, you know. If Mike D's feeding me uh sake or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> try yeah, not he, to try not to fly. Yeah, he was just pouring that in the your cup while you weren't looking. Yeah. No, I'm always looking when my cup's involved, dude. <laughs> I know what's going on. Uh, you weren't that night. Yeah, I was. So, uh, yeah. have you flown uh, under the? Have you flown spotlight flying, Steve? You you actually done that? Like, I know that I've held the spotlight. So I've. I, so I normally do spotlights with with light towers, but um, at Urcha, yeah, I flew. On the right corner with it was a small heli. It was I think the logo two hundred, but I flew under spotlights with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, at RCHO flown there and I like to have extra spotlights on me just because I want to do big loops or something and get out yeah. of the lights, you know. That's also something. dependent on the person with the with the flashlights or the yeah. the high beam too, you know, how good they are. Yeah, I find that most people in the hobby can do a decent job, you know. Yeah. You don't have to be right that spot on it. You're not, you know, doing headshots from, you know, 20 yards away or anything, you know, like it's just. Right. Yeah. General area, usually everything on the heli is, it wants to reflect, right? Like any of the white parts want to reflect. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything else? Can talk um, about flying? Don't try to fly in ball diamonds. I, I learned the hard way. That's, uh, that can be a bad idea. Yeah. So another thing too, I've um, I've tried and and failed miserably. And this is like when I was first first starting 
flying. <laughs> but you know, you go to the you go to the the, the you know Walmart parking lot or the oh, industrial geez. parking oh. lot, and and it's all lit up. The parking lot's all lit up with you know the the parking lot's LED lights. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as that plane or helicopter gets right in that light, you're just blind. You're like, I don't see it. And then as soon as you go above those lights, you're fucked. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh shit, where is it? You know. So exactly. I, I try, I've tried to fly low, you know, like head level, eye level, right? But like, yeah, as soon as you go up and you see the light, it just crosses the light. It's like looking at the sun, and there's like a million suns, out, you know. You well, know you gotta it. you gotta think those lights are made to shine on the ground for the cars. Right. Not like up in the air. Yeah, so of course, as soon as you get up yeah, 20 you feet, up, like, ah! yeah. <laughs> you can't blind it. So, yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. at night, but you bring up a, a time that you and I flew Steve inside when it, where there was lights, and that kind of messed with me. Um, yeah. Looking up and not seeing blue, seeing all that, you know, just light and just different contrast behind yeah, whatever you're flying. Go to uh, Neff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and if you got up kind of high, those big halogen lights would blind you, and you kind of get disoriented. You'd lose your depth perception on where it was, yeah. And then not to mention, yeah. you're trying to look at a heli that's, you know, the the spot that you were looking at in your vision is pretty much consuming the whole heli. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you, you basically pull back on your elevator, and you say, I'm going to do a little punch out, and then you get blinded by the light, and you go right into the wall. <laughs> uh, no? That didn't happen to you guys? That happened to someone I know. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened to everyone. Uh, <laughs> no, I flew at a ball diamond. Uh, what was it like? A couple of years ago, uh, they had, they were having like uh, little league games and everything, and they had finished up. And it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do a poll with the, with the NX4. I go out there, and as soon as I got up in the air, I mean, they were much more spaced out than Steve's Walmart parking lot. And the lights were much higher. But the thing is, I had to keep it low and between the light poles as far as my field of vision. Because, like Steve said, you get it up in the air, that light is in your face. But at least I was able to do a little bit of flying. That was the last time I did the rogue night fly. Never again. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to try night flying with, like, I don't know. Like, would I be able to put, a like, one of those, head, like, not a headlamp because they're not strong enough, but like you know, one of my lights, right? Like one of my Ryobi lights, like fabricated to like a hard hat, and can I follow my helicopter with my <laughs> head as I fly at night by myself? You know, is that, that would be pretty crazy. Is that possible? That you has know? bad idea written all over it. <laughs> I mean, as long as you <clears> your <throat> head with the helicopter, I think you'll be fine. You know, as long as you <laughs> never look down. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever look down at the transmitter for a split second. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> where'd it go? Where'd it go? You see the lake track in the air? Like where'd yeah. it go? Where'd it go? I'm just hovering. Oh shit. <laughs> oh oh my god. Funny. I dread it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Anything else for the main topic? Who needs the sun anyways, huh? Um, I was going to say blades, but I guess I can cover that in this week's tech tip. Oh, boy. What? Blades? Yeah. Well, we ways talked about to... blades. Yeah, talked we about, about LED blades. blades. And magic well, blades and, yeah. certain, well, certain blades. It's like I fly the, the KBDD orange blades under night lights oh, to okay, try yeah, to help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. Which there's... Other things that I also do to improve invisible, you know, visibility. I mean, yeah, yeah, you brought up a good point. Just regular blades 
um, under the under spotlights or light towers, depending on the blade, really look cool. I mean, those RTs with the orange tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why they ever go away from it? I don't know. And then switch blades, you know, with all that white that they got on the blades, that also it mm-hmm. they look pretty cool. But yeah. um, I really like like the ones that have color though, like the KBDDs. Oh yeah. You know, neon orange, really pops. Oh, um, it does. Yeah, really orange. Like, I don't yeah. know why more blade companies don't do like some type of orange on their blades for Nightfly. Yeah, come on, Bert. Come on, Bodo. Sorry, yeah, what's just going on? Different color on the tip. Maybe it's just that costs a lot need. more money. I mean, think about it. Like, if like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, oh, you look at the tips. Like, oh yeah, those are green tips. Yeah, those are switches. Or those are blue tips. Those are this. Or those are you know that'd be kind of cool if a if a brand don't just like they don't just brand their little millimeter size. Oh, I'm, I'm 7.15, oh, I'm 7.13, oh, I'm 7.16, you know, like millimeter size differences, but actually like make the tips or make the color of the, the blades look different. That'd be cool. I used to anyway. like the Zeal because they were, you know, a uh, certain color on the top and or mixed color on the top and just like white on the bottom, okay. you know, that was, that was, that helped me out when I was learning to fly and they were cheap yeah. as hell. So that yeah. also helped. Yeah. <laughs> cheap as hell, cheaply made. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll take it. They're not gonna last long anyway. Yeah, they don't last long. Yeah, there's the life expectancy on that is short anyway. So. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it for the main topic. Do we have a tech tip? I just told you we did. You did? Yeah. I, you. <laughs> I was taking you serious, dude. Yeah. What you got? What do we have here? Well, since we're talking about flying at night, uh, why not improve your 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 visibility by what I use? I end up using uh some vinyl on the tail boom on some of my helis over the years um uh like my hell i even had vinyl on my blade 450 3d when i had it to improve visibility but that was before i was really doing any night flying and still to this day i have uh vinyl on the boom of my nx4 just to kind of improve visibility even at night flying because let's face it it's a black boom and out in the distance you have a black backdrop not always for me is the boom lit up enough for me to actually see it uh i also put vinyl on the tail fin um or you know if i've got the horizontal stabilizer i'll put vinyl on that too uh just to really improve the visibility and typically i'll use like bright colors like orange maybe a bright red uh i've seen some cases where people use like a bright yellow or a green to help improve visibility to to their eyes um well not everybody's eyes are the same or pick up the right colors um what i'll typically do is i'll go to the hobby shop and purchase like uh the strips uh the long strips of like uh vinyl you typically find them in like the you know the plankers the planker section uh trim vinyl yep i'll pick up you know a few different colors i typically use them for other things um I'll say if I'm making like a sticker or something, I used to actually use those to make my own stickers. Um, Pretty much when applying them on the NX4, even after switching out the boom, I actually uh, say if I've got the, you know, got the model completely built, I have everything where it needs to be. I'll actually mark where the boom sits as far as going into the frame. And then when the tail box comes into it, I'll put a mark and of course, pull out the tail boom, uh, hit it with some alcohol and a rag, degrease it, and 
it's pretty slow, tedious process to put vinyl on something that's uh, cylindrical, uh, however you say that. Cylindrical? <laughs> yeah, cylindrical. Um, it's a pretty tedious process. You're going to have to go slow and take your time because if you try to you know, speed through the process, you will actually put bubbles or even a wrinkle into the boom. So I try to do it as neat as I can, preferably wrinkle-free, but I've had them happen. But it's just a little tail boom. Who cares? Um, as far as tail fins, um, I typically, unless I'm doing something fancy like goblin tail booms, uh, like the tail fins, where I try to match like what they have stock, where you know it's all the most of the vinyl is towards the bottom of the actual uh, fin, and then they have like a little pinstripe at the top, and then the upper part of the fin has that little bit of uh, vinyl. I'll actually replicate that as well. And I pretty much just uh, measure out what I need as far as that vinyl goes and cut it out. I degrease the fin and I apply what I what I need for, you know, replicating their their vinyl. Uh, it's like for the, the Krakow 580, it, they didn't have a color that really matched too well as far as the sticker set. So I opted doing this. That way it matched. And I still had a, a visual cue that I could see as I'm uh, either night flying or just something to go with the the scheme. But as I'm after applying it, after uh, degreasing and then applying the the vinyl, I just go through with a uh, an exacto knife or a razor and just do downstrokes only going down towards where the vinyl's on top, and I'm just doing downstrokes to to keep it all smooth and just a subtle cut because if you try rushing through that you're going to rip it and it's going to be on the surface and visible but i'm also tedious like that when i'm doing vinyl anyway and take my time push out any air bubbles um and really it it adds so much i as far as visibility like for night flying um i've tried flying like pod and boom helis where there's nothing on the boom as far as Visibility cues, I can't do it. I can't see it. So I'm more drawn to like the orange, the bright reds. It's stuff. interesting that you keep mentioning night flying. I know that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah, but I, I do this I, for daytime. Yeah, I, I've seen, like I was going to say, yes, I've seen Steve do that. I've seen other guys do that. Uh, it seems like it pops and it works, but man, I've, I've never had an, any, I don't know, maybe it's just something I'd never even thought of looking at or looking into. I've never well, done any of this. Maybe I've changed the boom color. If, if like the Oxy three had a red boom, I'd put that on. But uh, right. that still isn't. That's kind of like a dark red. It's not even a thing yeah, popping. Really, yeah, it doesn't pop. I I noticed it big time with the small helis with the micros. Like that's mm-hmm. the only way I can see the boom is to have them lit up. Like you know, in the daytime, you know, or night doesn't matter. But yeah, um, black booms, okay. you know, just end up kind of disappearing. Um. I can, can I, see on the real, yeah, on the micros that it, it would help. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, your booms and, and for night flying and, and I forgot to mention, but like when I fly my 580, it has a yellow boom and it does pop. Like you can see that yellow boom. Right. Well, um, you know, I, I think, I don't know for me, I need to know where the boom is because that's when I get nervous. If I don't know where the boom is more, that's than the way if, I am too. More than if like the, if I don't know if the helicopter is upside down or right side up, it's less of a word for me than if it's the helicopter, like where the boom placement is, you know? So, um, yeah, so for me, it's like, 
I don't need a canopy. I just need to know the boom. I need to know where the disc <laughs> and the skids and the boom is, and that's all I need to to track the helicopter. My and you know when I fly. So I get a little nervous with the the canopy off. Uh, you know, especially I with the nitros. To. Yeah, because like I, I you see it all the time on, on like Facebook. You know, where somebody launches a battery right through the <clears throat> rotor blades. Yeah, you Kev. You know, Kevin McGrady's done it. Um. That's like my biggest fear because I know that would absolutely just wreck my day. Uh, that and it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's like a visual thing for me. But I have had helis in the past that you know, even just flying during the day, I I get weirded out by the color of it. It's like uh, my Goblin 630. It's black and yellow, and at one of the fields I fly at the the backdrop is like, you know, it's lots of foliage and to get above the backdrop, you got to fly way up high and the black and yellow uh, fuselage blended in with the foliage in the backdrop. So that, that was kind of another thing. That's more of why I'm flying orange and reds and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. I figured I'd throw that one together since we are talking about Nightfly and it does, it does make a, uh, <clears throat> for good visibility, especially during the night fly. Um, one of the other things I want to point out, and you kind of, um, that we didn't point out is uh, um, holographic stickers people put on their blades. A line used to give them to you for blade tracking, I believe. I don't know. But, um, you know, I know Ricky Cricky loves putting those on his blades because they look fantastic in the daytime. They, they, yeah, yeah, they do. They shimmer He's, when you see the disc, you know? Right, if you've got them on just like the bottom. Or just yeah. the top, yeah. Bottom and top, just whenever. But whenever that sun hits that disc, yeah, it pops. Um, it looks good. He's the, I forgot about those. He's the only guy I've seen use that in, I don't know. I just see him once in a while on, like, older helicopters, uh, folks that fly older helicopters, older models. Okay. But, like, not really on the new models. Like, I don't see anyone, like, on with a new Goblin or an XL ever putting those stuff on, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it's just, like, it's... I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's gimmicky. Like I think it it adds value and and adds visibility to the disc, especially in the daytime uh, when it's sunny out compared to not having them. Um, but yeah, I feel like no one does that anymore. Like it's kind of a thing of a past now. Hmm. Yeah, that makes me want to put stickers on my blades now. Put what? free fall RC sticker. Yeah, but it's not shiny and it's free fall. Huh. <laughs> it might make my shit free fall again. Right. All right, is that it for your tech tip? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not also, bad, Ian. Yeah, it's it was okay. <laughs> you picked the one of the best tech tips when Andy's not here. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, we got to give good. thing about God. your tech tip is um, you can get vinyl anywhere pretty much. Um, any vinyl will pretty much work. Um, doesn't have to be like hobby grade vinyl. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Walmart can buy a a roll of cricket vinyl. Or silhouette, you know, the other company. Um, I would clean you know, it you whatever you're, it, whatever you're sticking it to. I would clean it with some isopropyl alcohol. Yes. Whichever, Ian, seventy to whatever you got, one hundred and thirty percent, whatever it is. I don't know what you got. Yeah, I said degrease it, so I leave it up to the. Yeah. Just use yeah. some of that stuff. It'll stick great. All right. And if it comes off and goes through your blades, blame Ian. <laughs> Be spectacular. <laughs> Uh, Blame him anyways. Yeah, yeah. Se- send your hate mail to Kevin. 
Yes. All do right. that. Okay, let's move it on. What do we have for news and announcements? I don't know. We got any news? And stop saying announcements. Oh. <laughs> we I do. One. <laughs> we do. We got some. Uh, we got some news and or announcements. One of the things that I saw, and it's not either one. It's not a news and or. Well, I guess it's kind of news. I was just happened to be like flipping through YouTube, and I saw this. Uh, I saw this uh, YouTube video from Oshkosh this year, 2022. It's on Oshkosh is a full scale, you know, event that they have. And it was basically a 70% Mustang that comes in a kit that you can put together yourself and actually fly it. And I thought it was for some reason it was like, Oh, you know what it was? The people, the guys that make this plane started out building balsa kits. So it's like <laughs> so you build it, it like a RC kit, but it's a 70% but, yeah, size. it was like yeah. people came up to him because they were building giant scale stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, he said the story was, you know, some a couple of people came up and say, hey, why don't you try building like full scale stuff? And they were like, uh, maybe we will, you know, and it's a German company. And it's I don't know if it has the I don't have it in the show notes as the actual nail uh, name of the the. Uh, company i can i can get it i know andy's like freaking out now oh, you don't have it it's like scale something i don't know uh but i thought it was cool because it's a 70 percent p51 of course everyone wants a p51 uh it's experimental and um you know i don't know the older i get i see, I see prices like this and i'm like that's really not too i mean it was like the kit is like 150 150 thousand dollars which i thought was okay uh yeah that's expensive but it's not like it's i don't know it didn't seem like the kit i figured the kit would be maybe quarter of a million dollars you know instead of you still have to buy all your avionics and your you know your motor and all that stuff yeah and all your gauges and your yeah all that stuff but it's uh it was pretty amazing like and when they were getting the details of the motor it was pretty cool like they are using a a turboprop, I think, motor out of you know, obviously something newer, which was, which was pretty cool. Um, it sounded pretty cool. It's uh, let me see if I can see what the it's scalewings.com is the company that's making it. And I don't know, we might do a show at some point about whether or not you'd want to do this mm-hmm. if you could put something <laughs> together yourself, whether it's a they have heli kits. They have plane kits. You know. They have heli kits. Not this particular website, but um, I mean, they're out there. I was doing some searching. Yeah, I mean, if you just search for like build your own helicopter, you can get you can get a helicopter delivered to your house. Uh, on like, is one of them. Like a truck. Um, the one I saw was like the Safari helicopter kit. It's some of the older ones though, Ian. I think the Mosquito is an older one. Uh, it we is. Saw, we saw one at south jersey event guy brought it in the back of his truck yeah, and basically told was. us he basically told us i think that was similar to the mosquito um i don't remember exactly what that was but he basically said you know the that he replaced most of it because it was just the kit was garbage i mean it was it was a kit from years ago three-cylinder Ooh. motor if i remember right and it was uh it was pretty cool he flew it around he didn't get too much altitude but he was able to fly it around I thought it was pretty impressive to fly it. And he basically kept it in the field. 
Yeah. Like in in what we fly RC in, he kept that helicopter in that field, like yeah. that airspace. He basically park flew it. Yeah. In, in the field, it was pretty cool. Yeah, he's around. banking around like, yep, like twenty feet off the ground. But awesome. I, I don't know. I thought it was something interesting, only because you know they came up like from the larger scale, you know, RC stuff, and got into this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. So I guess we can link the video, or yeah. just search, you know, search YouTube for scale wings. Oh yeah. You know, P fifty one kit. Awesome. All right, what else do we got? We got a video from Nick Maxwell on the XL Power Nick Maxwell edition, uh, a tail shaft edition. <laughs> edition? Edition, yeah. Uh, I, I say edition. Edition? I don't know. He said, uh, I guess edition would be adding, and edition would be, yeah. His version, right. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Spectre tail shaft recall. I haven't watched this video. I don't know if you guys yeah. have watched it. Yeah, I, I watched a bit of it. He basically goes over at least the general um, synopsis of it is that um, there were. Now, is this I'm, just on his and his? Yeah, yeah. So his, well, not just his his uh, his kits, but okay. also on the replacement part. So that replacement part that uh, people were putting on the Nimbus 550, I think, to upgrade their to use that centrifugal hub, you know, tail shaft design. Okay. Um. So basically what he said is that there's a undetermined number of tail shafts that got improper hardening. They oh, okay. don't know which ones are hardened and which ones aren't. They would have to test. So instead of that, they just, you know, did a, a full manufacturer recall on it. And they shipped out um, to all the dealers and dealers should be shipping out to all the, the folks that ordered, you know, the Nick Maxwell edition kits. And or I think if they ordered the upgrade tail hub, shaft assembly um that they'll get a replacement so nick's next video just kind of goes over that and, and what happened what they found and and you know um kind of talking about how forthcoming excel power was yeah and we've yeah. seen this with other manufacturers mm-hmm. it's 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 almost uncommon if they don't do something about it you know what i mean like uh if they just say yeah we'll just put it on another model or whatever you know what i mean like it's 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 more commonplace to say see it happen where company like oxy or whatever says yeah we know there's a problem we're going to ship out replacements that kind of thing which is good done it so yeah yep yeah i like when the manufacturers do it It just shows that they're not scared to admit that you know their product wasn't 100 percent. you know it just something went wrong with manufacturing or quality control and it just wasn't perfect yeah yeah exactly they make up for it and that's usually the case where you get yeah. something like it this wasn't, where it wasn't always though i think that's more common in the last five years than it was previously. yeah yeah i think that yeah. you know you hear about it right you hear the people you've know, been in the, the hobby for a long time mumbling about like oh you know i'm glad that they're giving you a free part instead of making you buy the upgrade fix you know yeah you know, and and it's anodized red <laughs> you know so it's like okay I don't know. I think I think companies are doing what they need to do to keep that public perception proper. What nice. else do we have here? I do see some more bullet points here. This looks pretty cool. What else we got? Uh, the G Thang Tron yeah. Tron 7.0 gasser conversion. Mm-hmm. Augie has one. Augie copter. Um, yep. Yep. Mike Holly built. He posted on. Yep. Posted on the hangout. 
TRM engine broken in by Carey, so he went with a quick draw right away. Yeah, that's that, that really loud pipe. Okay. Two stroke. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show, man. This thing actually looks pretty damn cool for a gasser. It doesn't look like yeah. the enormous, like out of place motor engine yeah, looking. The, yeah. yeah, that's really tall. And you're like, what is that? It looks like it's all in there pretty good, man. Whether the Tron is just bigger, that's probably what it is. You know, Tron's just got bigger altogether and it just looks more scale in that frame. And like you said, Steve, if they get rid of that pull start on the bottom, you wouldn't even really see it. You wouldn't even know it was a gasser uh, aside from. Huge big, pipe, big, big carbs sticking on the side of it, and, yeah. And the carb on the other side, yeah. Like a filter in the carb, yep. But it, yeah. it looks pretty cool, man. It does, it does. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how it flies. I just, I can't stand, I can't stand the gasser engine. So just the sound and the quick draw pipes makes it even worse. I know they pull and they have incredible power, but like, oh man, it just like, it just sounds like it's gonna blow up, you know. And man, I should get one if, if that's the case. I'm hearing a lot of hate towards these things. Lately, and sound and just get one. If it sounds like a weed whacker, I should just get it. No, it sounds like a sounds like a two stroke bike, but like revving at eleven thousand about to blow bing, up. Bing, you know? bing, bing, yeah. bing. Like when you unload, it goes bing, 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 No, it doesn't do that. But it's <laughs> weird. Like, Shit. you know, I, I've seen gasser folks. You know, they'll take the gasser and they'll like they'll take it off and they'll kind of warm it up and they'll start smacking it and. It'll, like the motor never sounds like it gets on that needle. Like it doesn't sound like it revs up. And you're like, oh, oh. oh okay. Oh. And then they come down and land and they tweak it a little bit more for screwdriver and they go back up and then and then finally they get some heat in the motor and it sounds like it's it sounds like it's running good, but then it sounds like it's gonna blow up every time you unload on it. It's just like <laughs> holy shit, this thing is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I mean that's just my opinion. Obviously, you know people like it. You know, um, I you know I I've had to, <laughs> I tried it. I gave it a full attempt. It's not like I didn't try it, you know, and I'm just like Javier talking shit about something that he never tried, you know? Like, I've tried it, but yeah, it's not for me. All right. Cool. But G-Thang Tron 7.0 gasser conversion. Looks good. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this is the name. I don't know. Yeah. The, the G-Thang. Uh, I don't know. And one other thing that I noticed about... Not catching on with me. Oh, no. It's, it's never going to catch on with me. But I'm ancient, so, you know, my opinion doesn't matter. You kids and your G things, your black yeah. socks, never figure it out. The the funny thing about this G thing thing <laughs> is like I thought Sherman would have posted some stuff about it. Oh yeah. Like even even on the post that Augie did, he he tagged, you know, Abdullah Raz and Joachim Eder. Like, okay. And I, I know um I know Sherman worked with someone, you know, did like the, a lot of the design work, and I'm guessing it's, it's either one of these books. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting that um, his name's not on it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything from Sherman on Facebook in a while. Yeah, maybe some about his daughters and bikes or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, All right. Yeah, anyways, check that out. What else do we got? We got the full heli mowdown in Fredericksburg, Virginia, this weekend coming up. Yeah, that's this weekend when this episode comes Actually, out. Actually, yeah, we're probably you'll probably be listening to this if you're coming home from mm-hmm. the fall mowdown or eh, well, not on going to it. There. Yeah, there. That's true. Or in the storm shelter. Or in the storm. Yeah, or in the bunker. Yep. So that's happening. It sucks that it's going to be 
shitty weather. Ian, thanks a lot, Ian. Hey, yeah, I didn't thanks do a it. lot, Ian. For what dumping all that rain. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting this shit all week. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I'm working from home the next two days, so thanks, Ian. Oh, you're welcome. Um, oh, that you'll take credit for. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So we, all right. we, we also we got? got the the Hanover RC Heli Smack Fest. Yes, in, this is my event. In Mechanicsville. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so this is my event. It's the first time that this field is doing a heli event. Really? I need all the helicopter guys in this area. I'm talking about all the people in Virginia, Pennsylvania. Shoot, man. I'm calling you out, Dan. I'm down from Ohio. I need people to come out to this. Uh, so this club is um, has, has new management. Some of the new management and helicopters are lacking at this club and they want helicopter people. So they want to throw this event. So they asked me to throw this event and we got a couple of sponsors already and it's just starting to build up. You know, I've gotten confirmation of folks coming. Uh, so it's looking like I'll have more than five people that I, I told the club that will be. <laughs> so, and they're not going to know what, what to do if RCHO comes up. Oh, man. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. They won't know what to do, but, you know, we have a light tower. So. Um, you know, one of the members has gotten a light tower. I got a P8 speaker system from when I went up to Hudson when that office was closing down. They're throwing away a huge P8 system. So I'm like, screw it. Put it in my car. Oh, damn. So I got a P8 system with a four channel mixer and wireless mic. So we're set up for that stands and everything. So, so we got a P8 speaker for that event and, and for any events that I do now. But, um, yeah, yeah. So this event is October 14th and 15th. Um, the weather should be good, hopefully. You know, knock on wood. We won't have Ian coming by, so so we'll be good on that note. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd like to get, like, at least at least Virginia folks and, and North Carolina folks come out. I think it'd be great to just have a good, proper showing. You know, get, get 20 to 40 people out there. I think really impress this club that, you know, the heli community is tight. Cool, man. Nice. Awesome. All right. Hope to see you all there. What else do we have? I think that's it for All news right. and announcements. Let's move it on then. What's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? Uh, so during the show, I ordered some stuff. Uh-oh. I ordered props. What? <laughs> Pro- propellers. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, you know, um, my Flex Innovation 300, my QQ, right? That has a broken prop, chip prop in it. So I'm like, oh, I got a good replacement for that and then you know guys i had that timber x that i flew and oh yeah second flight i think on the second flight i you know flopped it inverted and then came crashing down and um i broke that prop as well so i just ordered two or three maybe four or five i don't remember what quantity i ordered like two of each i think and so yeah i got a couple props coming from amy seem to have a good selection of props so i, I went there um yeah, but beyond that, my 700 Nitro at, um, at what do you call it, at uh, Heli Extravaganza, I tried starting it, and, you know, I think I had some fuel in the line or something, but it basically, like, started and it popped backwards, and it basically loosened the uh, the clutch stack. So I do mm. need to just tighten that back down and um, get that ready for, for the, uh, what do you call it, the fall mode down. And... Uh, 
I mean, there's there's other work I need to do. I need to work on that OS one oh five that broke. Um I have a I have a fifty five pipe coming right now from um from uh what do you call it? Manny from Manny Needle. Fat man, that guy. Okay. And um <laughs> because I have a raw five eighty nitro kit that's sitting there. I have a fifty five H Z that needs a pipe and also needs to get into put into a helicopter, so um yeah, that's another, I guess, project or kit that I'm going to be building up. It's a 580 Nitro, uh, raw Nitro. Uh, my plan is to just build this helicopter up, fly it, but probably fly the Kraken as my primary 55 to fly. And then when that goes in, I'll sell the airframe for parts and, you know, take everything and keep it for spares for the, the raw uh, 580 Nitro. Because I like having the two raws, you know. I liked having the Previously, I had the two, you know, Cracking 580 uh, electric and and nitro. Obviously, I sold the electric after um, I don't know what I did with it. Oh, I harvested the electric when I crashed the nitro, but then I sold the electric kit, uh, whatever landing parts I had, and then um, so now I, I I basically have like raw and a, a crack, and I kind of want to just make them both raws now. So nice. Yeah. So that's the plan with that. Um, yeah, I mean that's definitely gonna be what's next for the next week. But yeah. Fall Heli Mowdown. That's my next event. Can't wait. Be cool. A lot of folks there. Hopefully Ian stays away so that way we can actually have a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Love it. I don't right. think you'll see Steve Shaw there. No, probably. Not, not only does he have nothing flying, he I don't think he wanted to drive up in the hurricane and drive back in, back the, in the hurricane yeah. or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Which I cool. get. Who's next? Kevin? Yeah, I'll go next. I'm going to try and get some flights in this weekend on, jeez, uh, I'm probably going to be planking it up a lot unless I, I fix the 690. Huh? I got like four planes that I want to fly. Uh, I have to order some some of those small batteries and maybe a small charger for that little micro that UMX that I got. Mm. Just, I just like, I don't want to spend a lot of money, so like maybe $30 or $20 worth of shit just to get that flying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, trying. I got to go through these batteries, man, and just figure out what I'm going to use. All of the cheaper, you know, Hobby King batteries are, are puffed to shit. And uh, I got to just figure out what I'm going to do. Just get rid of them. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I had a bucket full of batteries in the backyard that, like, you know, rained on or whatever. All the batteries are corroded. And I know, like, Andy mentioned that that's not a really good way to disposing batteries to discharge them because. It ends up getting corroded and they don't actually fully discharge. Um, the other day, I actually took them and just took a nail gun to all the batteries to see if they were <laughs> discharged or not. And sure enough, none of them lit up. They were all discharged. And so oh, that's, that's why good. I just threw them in the garbage. But yeah, I was wondering, it's like, oh, are these going to work? And it's just, you know, I took my little nail gun and just went through a whole bunch of them. You know that litter box or that cat litter bucket I have between me and my neighbor's house? Is that still um, there? T- that's probably <laughs> 200 years from now. That's still going to be there with batteries in it. I'm not is doing, it that, on top? I don't know. I thought... No, it's in. They're in there. Oh, they're but in I mean, there. Okay. But it's just filled with water and dirt, and yeah, it's going to eventually like work its way into the ground. <laughs> yeah. You know. It'll be one with the earth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I'm going to mess around with those batteries and just go through them, see what I can see, what what I can get is what. It's dude. It's so funny. The Gen's Ace 3S freaking 2200s that i bought strong probably 10 years ago easy now 
are still rectangular, not puffing at all. It's unbelievable. I don't even know. They could be fully charged, and I, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what level they're at as far as, you know, amperage in them. Uh, I got to look at that because that I pulled them out, and I was like, holy shit, these things still look amazing. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully I get some flying in, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I got to order that one frame piece for the Oxy-5, and it's just I can't find it anywhere. Nobody has it. Um, so I might reach out to some of my oxy friends maybe i don't know it's funny if i didn't crash the 690 i i crashed the 690 a couple weeks ago and i you know i broke blades and i bent the main shaft and you know your typical shit but when i brought it home i was looking at the main shaft and i was like not only is it bent but it's rusted to shit like it's not it's not like surface rust from yesterday i can't believe i was even flying it or even didn't even notice that like it's rusted, rusted. Like <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! Did like when did that rust set in? I didn't even. Ugh, just I'm so bad, Mister Lack bad of Maintenance. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's freaking bad. I I, I don't. I'm, and I look, usually look at my shit before I fly it. Like I'll check out the links and stuff, and when I cycle it up, I'll you know check out all the orientations. Stuff you know, make sure everything's responding the way it should and yeah you know i usually do that at the beginning of the day before i fly something i, I didn't notice at all or psh, i don't know i ha- I couldn't have because the way the amount of rust that's on there i don't know maybe leaving it sit on my concrete garage floor rusted i don't know i don't know i know it does weird things to batteries yeah i was gonna say my favorite way of disposing of batteries something sharp yeah Discharge them and then just throw the ashes in the trash after it's done cooking. I usually just strip the wires back and wire it together. Nice. <laughs> after I think so, it's so, discharged. So one person takes a, a hot battery and just arcs itself. Yeah. Another person takes an axe that's like with a what is that like an eight inch handle <laughs> and you like hacking at this little battery. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. what are you doing? So what he's throwing that? he's throwing hot metal around his face while he's hacking at the battery yeah, chemicals splashing but i usually i usually wire it together after it's been sitting in like a bucket of water yeah, for like yeah. a week then i'll then i'll just wire it together yeah get any last charge to dissipate through heat <laughs> so what are you going to be doing ian besides <laughs> taking a hatchet to batteries <laughs> um <laughs> No, just going to be working like crazy, uh, get some parts ordered. Uh, so far, I've gotten the shopping cart, uh, a tail boom for the for the Drake. Um, going through a hobby shop with for a majority of the parts. And then, of course, I'm ordering some uh, batteries off of Amazon. And <clears throat> I've got parts for the, you know, for the 580 uh, Kraken Nitro uh, coming from the hobby shop. Uh, going to try to. Get those in before the next record and uh, try and have the the 580 Nitro up and going. And at the same time, getting started with the Drake and getting it back together. Um, and, of course, try and get out there and fly because I've already got one that I need to remade. And so okay, need to get on the ball on that, but I haven't really found time. And it's already, man, I'm kind of losing daylight as it is. I, I've already noticed it's coming daylight much later and i'm noticing that i'm losing a little bit of uh sunlight after work so it's like uh, i need to get on the ball and try to get some flights in 
Okay. Cool. Is that it? I do have a couple batteries I do need to destroy. So at the beginning of the show, you said you were <laughs> you said you were stupid busy. I wanted to ask you, like, when you're not busy any longer, are you just stupid then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'm not busy, I'm sleeping. Oh, okay. Wrenching. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't take me too serious. Ian. And then maybe doing something stupid. I don't know. All I, right. All right. All right. Is that it? Is that it? Is that That's everyone? It. Yeah, I think so. It. Okay, okay, okay. Um, are we doing listener pipeline? I don't. I didn't look and have anything. I can't play him. I mean, I could try to. No, I, I'm not gonna try to figure it out. That's Andy's job. Yeah. Um, Damon, Andy. Shall we do a wrap up or shall we skip that? Andy's. Uh, I can do Podbean. And do some wrap up. Let's yeah. do a partial wrap up. Let's I could do. do yeah. do Podbean and and then iTunes. Yeah. Right. All right, let's do Podbean. People of Podbean, what do we have? So, people of Podbean, we had a few people on Podbean start following us. Uh, VFCJCDNA started following us. Mathis Asps for Sven started following us. MyStar60 started following us. Toad and good old Mike Welch, like episode 344, review series volume 13. Gooski S2 Legend and Toad liked our episode before that, 343. Be inspirational. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks. Awesome. All right. And for Pop Bean comments. Okay. Uh, we did it last week, right? Oh, we did. Yeah. We got this MWX, MWX. I'm just going to say it again. For episode 343, Be inspirational. Can you please add subtitles to Ian? All right, that was a repeat, but... Okay, one day ago, Toad says, I read or heard somewhere, if you flip the tail motor to the other side, the tail gets even quieter. So if the S2 is quieter than the M2 already, it must be pretty sweet doing that mod. And then he replied again, LOL, I spoke too soon. Steve already knew about the tail side mod. Yup. And then uh, I already knew and tried it and confirmed it and had a profiler confirmed it. Nice. Um... My star 69 hours ago says for episode 339, oohs and ahs, or oohs and a's, um, I've never heard Andy swear so much. LOL. <laughs> yeah. I think he sweared a lot in that episode, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, he really starts swearing when I don't use uh, heat shrink on that uh, wire wrap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do an abridged version of the outro. Uh, oh, wait. Do we have iTunes review? I can't check it. I had some computer issues this week, and I had to redo some hard drives. So wherever my iTunes was storing that, it's not. It's telling me it's not able to bring up iTunes right now. So I'm not sure what's going on. Don't you have? I could try bringing it up on my phone. You know, you can bring it up on your phone if you want to. I see this. I see. You don't have to bring it up on your phone. But, but it, it helps. helps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget it. We won't do iTunes. Who cares? Oh, I care. <clears throat> oh, no, I care too. But I care about all those great iTunes reviews. I, I do as well. I, in fact, I care too much about them. That it I don't, I don't care about iTunes. I just care about the, the reviews that people leave. Yeah, because the people are more important than stupid iTunes. And their mm-hmm. stupid format. Mm-hmm. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, drop us an iTunes review. Email us at free4cgmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Check out our webpage, Fry Test Forums. You know the deal. We got other podcasters out there. Say hi to them. Say hi to them. You know who they are. Hi, yeah. other podcasters. Yeah. You know, and then you got that guy that likes to, to make videos and, you know, say, oh, man, all the time, you know. So go don't forget to check out Bill Land's YouTube channel. Bill, 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 Bill. I thought you were going to say that guy that likes to make videos and talk shit. I was going to say Joe Rogan. But no, no, but Joe's cool. Bill I Land. was thinking Mr. Bill, but okay. We'll go with oh, it. Oh, no. All right, on that note, thanks for our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Suck, Andy. Andy sucks. Remember, Andy's not here, so you guys could talk throughout this whole end outro thing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel it feels so great not having the button. You know, I almost texted him today and said, "Andy, are are you still mad that the United States hasn't gone over to the metric system?" Every now and then, I'll I'll text him that because he said it pisses me off every day. <laughs> It makes me so mad. Yeah, so I'll text him every now and then. Are you still mad about that? Yes, I am, he'll say. All right. <laughs> now, I can possibly have a tech tip for this, but it'd be off the cuff. As opposed to what? Oh, there won't be an Andy to make fun of me. Oh, I gotta take his place. I'll make fun of you. Okay. I need the button. I need that, I need that, that, that clip that he uses. No, you need to find a clip of Andy saying, I suck. The hell, man? <laughs> I don't know. Night vision? Neon black? <laughs> Can't use that. I think that might be copyrighted. Uh, burning the midnight oil? <sighs> Sexual chocolate? <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just say shit. Pops into my head. Who needs the sun? Right. Andy. I don't I don't get him. I don't get why he has to what does he have to do? The water's coming and it's gonna wreck everything. What's he out putting like covering over all the corn? Is he bagging all the corn? Like what is he doing? Uh, he's probably just going ahead and starting harvest and then probably gonna toss the stuff in the dryer or something. Oh. Put his corn in the dryer? Yeah. That was uh semi-large uh, grain bins. A lot of that stuff can... Uh, oh, yeah? A lot of those, yeah, a lot of those grain bins are dryers. Especially in my you, neck of the woods. I don't how know. How did you is. become so farm savvy? Shit. I've lived in Iowa, dude. Iowa. Nothing but farms. <clears throat> One of the acreages I lived in uh, in northern Iowa had... The landlord was a farmer and he had like several dryers on the premise. I don't know. I, I find those... Those words to be weird. Four letters and three vowels, one constant. It's like weird. Iowa, Ohio, weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. The only fun I've had in Iowa was uh, it either involved drugs or uh, or helis. Well, I figured that much because <laughs> what else is there to do in Iowa? Whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. Maybe Des Moines, maybe, but. 
Des Moines. There's another name. Des Moines. Yep. Boy, people in Iowa are going to be like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> what can I do in Iowa? There's a lot of sightseeing, though. Matter of oh. fact, uh, 25 best things to do in Iowa. See the surf ballroom is probably one of them. High Trestle Trail Bridge. Oh, you can visit. The number two on the list is the Vesica Axe Murder House that you can visit. I've heard of that one. I actually have some friends. Josiah and Sarah Moore in Vesica is considered a haunted house. This is the place where eight people were brutally murdered in 1912. Well, then how come it, how come spirits aren't running rampant through like Camden or Detroit? If that many people died there were brutally murdered, like, <coughs> you know, that's my question. Do no these spirits are going to concentrate more where murders are being being done? You would think. I mean, I did, uh, I did visit most 810. Uh, that we got a lot of activity when I was there. Oh, here we go. This is number three on the list is Elwood, the world's tallest concrete gnome. You can visit that. And if that's not riveting enough for you, you can visit. Boy, it's kind of depressing. These top four. The day the music died memorial where Buddy Holly, Richie Valiance and J.P. Richardson plunged into the ground in a plane crash. Yeah, that was three miles from my house when I lived up there. It's just a plaque in the middle of a cornfield. They replaced it every two years. The Hobo Museum is is the fifth one. Where's that at? Uh, it's a, opened in the 1980s. It's dedicated to hobo life. I'm really thinking about picking a different state because <laughs> number six is the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. Yep. yep. How many babies in in Mar- on March 22nd, 20? Uh, 2,228 how many male babies in this town are going to be named James or Tiberius those poor kids who's even going to remember Star Trek 200 years from now oh they'll be they'll remember it True. well it'll be like Star Trek 45 will be like the movies it'll be about, probably about that right. Matchstick Marvel's Museum visit that Father Paul Dobson's Grotto of Redemption. Uh, Dubuque has an elevator that goes up and down. You can visit that. It goes up the side of a mountain. And the American Gothorn, Mount Vernon. I, I, oh, I don't then, know if uh, I can handle and, any more of this. And then Winterset, Iowa, the birthplace of John Wayne. Oh, no, that, that'd probably be number one on my list. I would go there. Uh, I've driven past it so many times, but I've never Iowa, stopped. Iowa 80 truck stop in Walcott. Is that at? I don't know, but that's pretty bad when you go, you go to jail. Another Gothic house, Zombie Burger Drink Lab, Capitol Building. I'm sorry, when your Capitol Building's on the list, dude, there's not much to do. Who needs the sun or sexy sexual chocolate? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the two names we came up with. Uh, sexual chocolate? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the first thing that popped into my head. Are you ready, Ian? Just about walking in the door. It's nine o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight fifty-eight. He's an hour behind. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It. You guys are in the future. We're in the future. And I already know this episode's gonna suck. No. Andy's Maybe. not here, so it can't suck that bad. Well, Ian, what's Keith Williams working on? Can't we put that in news announcement? 
Uh, he said it's a personal project that he's doing. Um, he said it's not really anything he's even thinking about selling as of yet. They posted a picture or two on the Hangout. He did. He did. That's not the only project he's working on, though. Off the record, by the way. 